Today, I'm speaking with Alicia Holliday. She's one of the organisers of an incredible summit called Women Working for the Earth, where they've gathered wise tribal elders, women from around the world, to help us to care for the earth and to truly give us wisdom and crack our hearts wide open. Now, you can register for the free summit by going to womenworkingfortheearth.com. And I can't wait to share this conversation with you. So, enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week we have a little bit of a surprise. Uh, we have the amazing Alicia Holiday with me. Hi, Alicia. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good today, Natalie. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm excited about the subject that we're going to be talking today. Um, you are a part of the organisation of Nature Evolutionaries, otherwise right. known as One. <laughs> Um, and uh, so you are really looking um, at and caring for the planet um, and where where we're going with that. So I think why don't we start with a little bit of your story um, and then we, let's let's talk about this organisation because I think that we are all well aware that there is some issues happening with the planet right now and, and Mother Earth um, and there are things that we can do about it as well. So, yeah, why don't we start with your story first? Mm-hmm. So I grew up in the mountains of Oregon, like with a father who had been really in in the Vietnam War and and was suffering, like a lot of the men who came back from war and continue to come back from war. And so we moved from California to the really remote mountains of Oregon. In hindsight, now as an adult, I can see it was so he could really put his belly to the earth and, and survive and move through, you know, that trauma. So my parents were part of that back to the land movement of the 70s. And I grew up with them, you know, out in the woods with my dad. I only tracked deer with him. I was way too sensitive (laughs) um, to hunt, but eating a lot of wild foods and being in really strong connection with nature, with the waters, with the mountains. And, um, And growing up in a family that held that really closely to their hearts. And my mom also um, has 11 brothers and sisters. So although I was born into our modern culture, I felt in whatever way you can be born into the modern culture and be born into a tribe, I was really born into a tribe. And I have these strong memories of being a little girl sitting at the table listening to my mom and aunts like plan the next meal or it also being, you know, the early seventies, the next party, (laughs) but the theme and how they were going to care for their community. So, um, so that in combination with this strong connection that I had growing up with nature really 
woke something up in me that I feel lives really in all of us. It's this ancestral memory and this connection to all our earth people lineage. Mm. Um, so moving forward a little bit, um, I, we had some family tragedies when I was a later teenage. Um, my dad had been exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam, and unfortunately, he passed away when I was quite young of cancer. And that kind of altered my path for a moment. And my innate um, essence is more that of a healer, like an earth healer. Mm-hmm. I turned away from that for a moment, and I went into hardcore sciences, actually. I studied biochemistry. I... Um, was part of a research team that was working on transgenic fish, if you can imagine, kind of on that forefront of um, of genetic engineering. Yeah. I, when I think back now, I kind of go, oh my gosh, um, thought for a moment. And I think again, just out of this early loss and pain, like, you know, the, maybe I was an atheist and went through a lot of things. Um, and as I was looking forward in my early twenties into what I wanted to do, there was part of me that was still really called to this very interesting research world. Um, and at that time, my mom started also going through menopause And she was having a really hard time. And we were talking about it a lot and talking about solutions. And I was like, there has to be something better. Like women shouldn't have to suffer and not know what to do. And there must be more to this process than just hormone shifts. Mm. You know, I could see this power rising in her. Um. And so together we started investigating at this crucial juncture in my life and stumbled upon this book that was really about the holistic process of menopause. And I think in one night I read that book from cover to cover. And I remember putting it down and thinking, wow, this is the first thing I feel like I've ever read in relation to health and healing that's truthful Mm. and complete. And it talked about all aspects of menopause, you know, the emotional aspects, the spiritual aspects, the deeper meanings and the the power that rises up in women, as well as plant medicines that could be really helpful. And it really sparked something in me. I was so inspired. And having already grown up with nature, with plants and you know, harvesting things from the land, I really questioned what I was doing. So I went to the mountains with my husband to really get in touch with what I was going to do at this crossroads in my life. And uh, we arrived to the mountains, we got out of the truck, and I sat down for a minute just like, ah, and I felt such a strong presence and this presence staring intensely at me and I looked up and there was a bear (laughs) like yeah like 15 feet in front of me and when the bear looked at me it just the bear penetrated so deeply Mm. so straight into my heart 
gave me such clear, strong medicine that I knew in that moment what I wanted to do, what I needed to do, where where my path and my heart really um, really would beat. Mm. And, and that was with the earth and with plant medicine. So that, I know it's kind of a long story, but that's the kind of nutshell that um, set me off on, on this path and this desire to be in such close relationship with nature, with mother earth, and to really help, um, help others enter into that deep, beautiful relationship and wake their own memories up for this. Yeah. That's amazing. I I mean, if I had have come anywhere close to a bear, I would have freaked, but, (laughs) 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 but how beautiful that, that message and that, that, uh, that sign came to you so clearly and so strongly. Mm -hmm. So I know that uh, that you are also a member of the organization of Nature Evolutionaries, uh, otherwise known as One. Um, so tell us a little bit about the purpose of this organization. What does it do? Well, One, even though I'm not a founder of One, I came in a few years after these amazing plant women founded this organization. The mission of One just is so in alignment with how I feel about nature and the earth. And I know many of us do. And um, the purpose of one really is to reconnect people with nature for um, to provide opportunities to learn and really to experience, which is the most important thing in connection with nature to experience what it feels like to be in relationship with nature, to deepen that relationship to, you know, just like a relationship with a human being, like Mm -hmm. a a friend or a beloved, and to recognize the living earth and the connection between all things. I love that. Before we continue, I want to ask you a, a quick question. Do you find yourself constantly lingering in feelings of lack, especially when it comes to your finances? Almost like the topic of spending money in general makes you squirm. Well, if you can relate, it might just be the warning sign that you need to do a little work on your subconscious mind to overcome those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. That's why I've put together a powerful meditation that you can use to turn those feelings of lack into feelings of beliefs of wealth, increased abundance, and success. So to download this free guided meditation, all you need to do is go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash money meditation. And before you know it, you'll be on your way to living a life only filled with abundance. Because, uh, I mean, is the earth in trouble right now? (laughs) 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 And what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's good that we weren't talking yesterday because even though, you know, we're like full on in spring, there was a massive snowstorm here yesterday. I'm in Washington state and yeah, the, I mean, the climate is on steroids. I remember this very, very dear friend of mine and I, um, that I founded another nonprofit organization with that's still very active and dedicated to the same purpose. We were having dinner one night. 20 some years ago now, if I was to date myself. (laughs) Um, 
that was before 2012 and, you know, all those things. And so we were talking about what it might look like. Like we were waiting for this big earth shift and we were talking about volcanoes and like cataclysmic events that you can imagine and all these things. And certainly those things are happening right now on the earth. Um, The thing that I couldn't have expected that I wouldn't have known and was a really humbling experience for me as we went into this is that a very tiny microscopic um, entity would stop the world a couple years ago Mm. and slow things down. Um, So that for me, I know was, it's just been so surprising. And when you look at what has happened in the last couple of years, um, when everything stopped, like I remember seeing images of like um, rivers and rivers in Italy, actually the river that flows through Rome, even that's normally kind of dirty looking was crystal clear and beautiful and wildlife roaming through streets. And um, so it's amazing that we've had to slow down. So not only, of course, is there a lot happening with the earth, but I really feel and hope that in this two-year pause that we've all had, that we've slowed down enough to look around. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing some of those pictures as well you know, with the wildlife and I think there were uh, dolphins, you know, in the canals of, of Venice and I don't know if that was true but because, um, you know, it's difficult to believe anything online these days. But what <laughs> I did see was this um, quick healing of the planet. Mm-hmm. It didn't take a lot. I mean, yes, everything closed down, but it didn't take a long period of time to see things starting to rejuvenate. I'm like, ooh, okay. So I'm thinking Mother Earth is going to be okay, but are we going to be okay? You know, That's the big question. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, and so when we we're talking about, you know, these women that, that work with, with plants and plant medicine, um, what are they seeing? Like is, is there something happening to the, the quality of, of the plants that they work with? Like what, what's happening there? I think the big thing that we are all seeing and that I'm hearing from other plant people um, is that nature is waiting for us. Mm. The plants are waiting for us just to show up, to to be present. Um, One woman that I spoke with recently who works with um, many of the tribes in the Amazon headwaters Um, shared with me that we have, from the perspective of the Indigenous elders, I would clarify in the Amazon headwaters, that um, we have pushed this to a place where it's not hopeless, which is great to hear. And we do need to partner with the plants right now so that we can make some quantum leaps. And um, in my experience, Plants are some of the most giving beings on our entire planet. They want to partner with us. They want to help us make those quantum leaps. And and this friend was specifically sharing also about the plants that help us dream. And that it's really now we can't just work on a physical level. 
we need to work on all levels. And being in relationship and being in in alliance with nature can help accelerate that, especially through our dreams. So working on a physical level, in our dreams, in our relationships, we need to we need to up it. Right. And so we're talking about plants like they're uh, an intelligence. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, from my perspective and my belief and really in my experience and many other people's experience that have dedicated a long time to being in relationship with nature, everything has presence. Everything has consciousness, intelligence, heart. I I mean, I have experienced, and and maybe you too, I don't know. I've experienced such sweet, you know, whatever it is that I needed, help, clarity, guidance, um, connection with water, with stones, with feeling the earth underneath the soles of my feet, with feeling the sun on my skin or the wind through my hair. Like what's better to just um, to clear away old stuff than a thunderstorm? Mm. You know, so each aspect of nature of this beautiful living earth that we're all part of has its own intelligence, its own consciousness, and its own medicine to share if they'll only show up to receive. Right, absolutely. And so is there something that we can do um, as, you know, humans, as women, uh, that can, you know, that can make a difference and help to heal the planet? (laughs) That's a big, that's a big (laughs) question. And of course, I just want to no, I, I can't like yell on your podcast, but I just want to jump up and down and yell and say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a hell yes. <laughs> that's it's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, it is a yes. And, and a big yes. I mean, I hope you can feel it like through my heart and the screen. It is such a big yes. And I have, um, I have four sons um, from 14 to 20 to 24. And um, it's been discouraging for me sometimes to see like what they're facing and to listen to them and their peers in moments about how hopeless they think it is. You know, when we see temperatures in the Arctic that are like, you know, so many degrees above normal and all these different things, Um, I do believe that people can get lost in hopelessness, but that just isn't going to serve us. And I do feel there's a strong message of hope coming from nature and coming from wise women. Um, So one of the big things that we can do is just make the effort to connect with our surroundings. Mm. Um, before I came on today to talk with you, I took a moment to go outside and there are a lot of dandelion plants coming up. I really love dandelion. And um, I just took little bits of dandelion leaves and walked and chewed on the dandelion leaves. It's a very physical way to connect with nature. 
It's a very physical way to be in connection with nature. And what does that do? It means when I then am talking to you, um, of course, it's the energy and the words flowing through my heart and through my mouth, but now in connection with dandelion and in connection with all the things, all the beings that are growing and living in this area around me. I connected in with the earth. So it's really mostly um, about how we're doing what we're doing, bringing a different awareness to it. You know, I can, um, I can cook dinner in a hurry. <laughs> I do sometimes. Yeah. We all do. Um, or I can take a moment to be grateful for the kale that I'm holding in my hands. I can take a moment to, you know, recognize the vibration and the energy to be thankful for the people who have grown it. So, you know, gratitude is another really important, um, a really important feeling that we can bring forward in connecting with nature and shifting what's going on. Mm. I love that. And I know you uh, have been working and putting together a an amazing summit that's coming up soon, uh, which has uh, some friends of mine in there. Dr. Anita Sanchez is a good friend of mine. <laughs> um, and, I mean, this is like an earth summit. It is an earth summit. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so who are some of the women that you've been able to, well, you know, and they, these are like tribal elders and not just from the U.S., but it looks like from around the world. Yes, we, um, yeah. Is it okay if I tell you a little bit of the story or at least my stream of the story about how the summit came to be? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so there are um, eight women who are the core organizers for this summit, Women Working for the Earth Summit. And each of us really has our own story of how we arrived kind of this to this moment together, this moment of convergence. Um, um, but, but my stream, my story stream to that moment is that um, in years of um, praying with the earth and being with other women and um, praying for the waters, I feel like there was this little thing that kept trickling up in me about, um, about women and our, our role really in stewarding our communities and our families through this time on earth right now. Um, but it hadn't fully formed. And then with um, a friend of mine, Julie, I went to this conference in the Pacific Northwest. And when we arrived, there was a, an opening session and there was a man there, um, an elder from Alaska. And he had come from a gathering of elders from around the world. Um, where they came together to pray about uh, if there was one thing they could advise people to do right now on the earth, like what would it be? And he said, and this was kind of, it was even hard to hear him. This is out in a grassy field, you know? Um, but he was like, it's, it's time for women to come forward in leadership. And when he said that, it was like an arrow just like, boom, struck me in the heart and ignited this, um, this sort of latent dream and feeling that had been living in me. 
And then uh, Julie and I spoke about it throughout this conference and the conference was beautiful. And the organizers made huge efforts for like balanced panels of men and women and, you know, many things. And yet um, I witnessed over and over again, either that when men and women were on panels together, that the men would overshadow the women. Like we're so cultured for this, mm-hmm. you know, Um or if the women um, had space to speak, they would shrink from it sometimes and not fully like give their give their voice and share their incredible work. And of course, as we're watching this, we're also reflecting and the experiences that we've also had as women, the moments that we've been overshadowed, the moments where we've been kind of, you know, pushed aside when you know, when the limelight came on or when, um, when people came together or times and places where we, for whatever reason, couldn't step up and step forward and really use our voice to share our hearts and to share our work for the earth and what was important to us. Mm. Um, so we, with all this feeling, took it back to the rest of the women, this feeling that we had and, and shared the observations and shared this inspiration we had for wouldn't it be amazing, incredible and fantastic to have a platform and a space for women who are working in connection with the earth, in connection with nature, um, to have that platform to really share powerfully about their work and what they're doing and what was in their heart. And then I would say that in that moment of convergence, that dream was already living in the other women too. Right. It had already been planted there. Pam Montgomery, one of the founders um, of one, would speak about this energetic blueprint that she had been holding in her heart, you know, for many years um, for this. And um, Jen Fry, another one of the women on the council, um, she said it really well. She said that when we brought that, it just, it focused what was already living in everybody. So each person has their own story of coming to that moment, but it was such a strong yes feeling for us to move forward. Mm. And you've been able to gather an incredible group of women for this summit. Yes. So that yes that we all felt, that dream that was living in us, each of us that came started to physically manifest and come come forward, we experienced when we reached out to speakers. So we decided that we were going to go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how could you not? (laughs) How could we not? Yes. How could we not? Yeah. And when an energy like that is really born from, I mean, that was born from our connection with the earth. You know, we didn't just dream it up. Yeah. So it, it was, it was birthed through our collective hearts. So we made a list of women um, who were our heroines, women who we admired, women whose work and way of being in the world was just off the hook, right. <laughs> really, you know, that we knew of, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started reaching out and we 
we, we didn't have anything to lose, you know? And then we started receiving big yeses. I love that. Because the, the knowingness of this time for women in connection with the earth also lived in, in them, in the other women that we were inviting and asking. And the invite process was so really spectacular. It was like a weaving. So we started out with a list. So in case there are women out there who are going to watch this and wonder why we didn't ask you, you honestly could have been on our list and we just didn't make it all the way through the list. (laughs) Um, We heard things like this when women would write back to us. Yes, I would love to be part of this. And do you know about this amazing work that my good friend so-and-so is doing? You just have to feature her too. So women lifting other women up, women connecting and sharing is this is a really just even the invite process was a really sacred feminine experience. I mean, that is part of the superpower of feminine energy, whether you're a man or a woman. It's the power of relationship and connection and cooperation. Right. You know, that's, that's not the patriarchy, right? That's right. So um, if you are interested in finding out more about the, the summit, you can go to womenworkingfortheearth.com which is where you can actually register for the summit there. Um, like I said, there are incredible wise women that are a, a part of this particular summit. So for those people who are like, I like the sound of this, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm even feeling my heart is expanding just talking about it. You know, what What do you hope to achieve, you know, through the summit? You know, what are some of the things that you'd you'd like women to be, you know, walking away with? We would really love for um, for everybody attending the summit to, um, first of all, to feel inspired, but certainly not just to leave it there, but to feel inspired and to see the women who are sharing and speaking as a blueprint for what is possible. Um, to really hear the message of hopefulness and connection that's present in the sessions. And I mean, if I was just to be completely honest about what I visualize for, um, for the people coming to the summit, I hope that there is at least one moment, if not more, where their heart cracks open Mm. just a little and allows room for transformation that they could, um, shift just something to be in stronger connection with nature and to be really following the guidance of their heart just a little bit more. Yeah. You know, and I think that's uh, part of, you know, how uh, we can enrich our human experience is to be dropped in and aware and mindful and grateful of everything that's happening around us. I mean, that's what colors life. That's what takes it from going through the motions, black and white, to enriching it in this technicolor experience that we get to have 
where we see, feel, hear, um, and are so part of the the planet and the world, um, and connection to other human beings, that it just it makes life so beautiful and enjoyable and delightful. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's like a it's like we're existing on a different energetic plane. You know, when we can really drop in like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, and like you said, dropping in like that is enjoyable. Yeah. It's pleasurable. <laughs> I think most of us would agree that we are to a certain extent driven by by things that feel good. Mm-hmm. And this definitely and, feels good. <laughs> yes. And there are some um there are some really awesome women that are part of the summit. Um Winona LaDuke, uh, Terry Tempest Williams. Um, Rosemary Gladstar, uh, Leah Penniman, uh, Linda Black Elk are our keynote speakers, and those people are those women are all going to be um, live in the mornings, and um, and then just a whole many more women who are just incredible. You mentioned Anita Sanchez. I got to her and I spent an hour and a half on Zoom one morning talking. I just walked away with just like this, man, what a incredible human being doing Mm. good work. Um, So many really fantastic women. Two of the women that we speak to um, are from um, rainforest, one in the Congo and the other in the Amazon, you know, really, I feel like they, especially because of the importance of the rainforest really have their, you know, their finger on the pulse of what's happening and the urgency with which, you know, we need to move. Um, there's another woman, Myra Jackson, who, um, calls herself an earth elder and, has worked a lot with the rights of nature and is on, you know, different UN forums and, and just wisdom, just dripping with wisdom. Um, Grandma Mona Palaka from the 13 Indigenous Grandmothers. She gave me a kind of a, a mind blow with yes. something she said. I won't spoil it. <laughs> um, and, and some young women too. Um, and, yeah, and a lot of diversity. We really reached out for um, a diverse group of women. We wanted every everyone to find a face that they could connect with, with a heart that they could be with. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I, I'm I will be there myself uh, because mm. there is too much wisdom and too much, uh, you know, uh, insight that that can be garnered from this particular summit. And it's not like the, you know, your usual summit kind of thing. This is this is something that I am sure is going to crack your heart right open um, and, and inspire you to take action and to do things differently. Um, so to register for the, the, the summit, you just need to go to workingwomenfortheearth.com. You can register there. And, uh, and Alicia, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, this is, I think, a very timely message as well. And, um, and congratulations on, you know, 
gathering this amazing, incredible group of women. Um, and I'm looking forward to enjoying the, the summit myself. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Natalie. It's so good to be with you today. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different.